This is the Four Quarters Podcast, your home court for college hoops and recruiting. Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the Four Quarters Podcast from the SMY Studios in New York. I'm Adam Zagoria from zagsblog.com. As always, joined by my main man, Josh Newman. Josh, big week of hoops in NYC this week. They had the basketball tournament finals at Fordham last night, and then we got the Entertainers Basketball Classic Wednesday at uh, Rucker, and then the Big Strick at Gauchos on Saturday. Yeah, always a good look when there's you know this much basketball to cover in August. Plus, you have the Olympics starting on Saturday with the United States playing China, so there's a lot going on. Absolutely. All right, a quick programming note out there to listen to all of SMY.TV's original podcasts covering the Mets, Jets, Knicks, Rangers, Islanders, and college basketball and recruiting. Just subscribe to the SMY.TV audio network on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That's the SMY.TV audio network, and please rate and review our channel. For the Mets fans out there, be sure to check out Inside the Park with Steve Gelbs as SMY's Mets reporter sits down with Newsday baseball columnist Dave Lennon to discuss the acquisitions of outfielder Jay Bruce and pitcher John Neese. And Steve also looks back at Mike Piazza's number retirement at City Field this past weekend. Okay, on to the Four Quarters podcast. Josh and I got a packed show, as always. We have Vermont Academy coach Alex Pope, our man Bobby Bates, who runs the Big Strict Classic. Then Josh and I will talk about the EBC at Rucker, and then we'll do a grab bag of different things in the fourth quarter, including Team USA and Amari Stoudemire. Started off here in the first quarter with Vermont Academy coach Alex Pope. Coach, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, thanks for having me. Hey, Alex. Thanks. Always a pleasure. Thanks for giving us a few minutes. We appreciate it. Um, you know, wanted to talk about your team and some issues uh, in, in recruiting. Obviously, you have a loaded team up there. The latest news was that you got Simi Shitu, a 6'9", Canadian kid transferring from Montverde Academy. Can you just talk a little, Alex, about what he brings and, uh, you know, how you'll use him? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he brings a great deal of versatility to the table. I think his feel for the game is incredible. And I also think he's an underrated passer. Um, for somebody who's so talented as he is, he's willing and able to share the basketball. So I think he's going to be kind of like a, a queen on the chessboard where you can utilize him in a lot of different ways. Yeah, Josh and I have both seen him a lot. I mean, he looks like a future pro. I'm sure you'll have your share of college coaches coming through there for him and your other guys. Yes, that's what we're anticipating. September 9th, it all starts. Yeah, and then um, Jordan Wara, um, Alex, he's a six, 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 seven forward. I saw him at the Peach Jam. He was playing really well down there um, with the Wrens. Um, you know, he's kind of blown up this summer. He just went for, I guess, 30-something playing for Team Africa at Adidas Nations. What's kind of the latest on him and his recruitment? Yeah, I think he kind of snuck up on everybody because of his improvement. <laughs> over the last year so I think that says a lot about who he is as a person as a player and his approach he averaged 23.8 at Adidas Nations averaged 20 at Peach Jam so he can really put the ball in the basket anything and new on as far as schools I mean we've been hearing from everybody in the last two weeks it's it is an absolute laundry list you know Cal BC Utah Northwestern Georgia Tech Memphis <laughs> BCU Florida UConn uh, I could go on USC, Auburn, Seton Hall, Long Beach. I mean, yeah, it's absurd, his list of schools. And we're probably going to have to cut that 
that soon. Yeah, I would think so. He he really played well this summer. He can really shoot it. And then I wanted to ask you about Christian David, Alex. I know he just recently cut his list to five schools. Uh, can you just kind of review the five real quick and what does he have any visits set up right now? Yeah, so he's already visited Creighton. He's going to visit Butler this weekend, uh, Pittsburgh the first weekend of September, and then uh, Miami and Oregon are also in the mix there. And he tore his ACL, so he missed the summer playing with uh, Bounce. So people have kind of forgot about him, but talented, talented player, top 100 kid, and uh, he's hoping to kind of make a decision at some point this fall. And Alex, one other guy, one other guy that we wanted to touch on, um, Marcus Santos Silva. He's a he's a six seven kid in uh, the class of 2017. Uh, he plays his AAU for BABC on the Nike circuit. What's the latest on him, Alex? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, appreciate you asking that, Josh. I mean, coaching. Uh, you know, the most rewarding thing is when when guys develop and grow as players, and Marcus has definitely done that in a major way. And for us, we don't always use the offers as the barometer, but I think it kind of validates uh, to the outside world that he's a player. And he's picked up, like, over 25 scholarship offers in the last, you know, three or four months. Um, so he's 6'7", but his wingspan was actually measured by Mike Yagman at the uh, New England Recruiting Report event at 7 foot. And he averaged 13 and 10 on the EYBL circuit. And if you just take a look at guys who have been able to rebound uh, on the Nike circuit uh, as well as he did, it translates. You know, you're, you're basically turning into an NBA player or a productive rebounder at the next level. So he's seen all kinds of recruitment. He's going to official visit a temple first uh, in early September. And I think he's looking to narrow his list as well pretty soon here. Um, and just to change topics on you, you know, a big piece of news this week has been uh, a new rule from the NCAA that was passed in June that, um, that began on Monday. Coaches of college programs can now you know, retweet and like and republish things of recruits on social media. My question is, I mean, as, as a coach of this top-end program with many D1 kids, are you in favor of these new social media rules? Um, I think it's it's so challenging to govern in the first place that I guess I'm on the fence about if I'm you know in favor for it or against it. However, I think we're just going to continue to educate our student athletes on you know what they should or shouldn't be putting out there and uh, kind of go from there. That's all we can do basically. But uh, it definitely is interesting. It's, uh, it'll be uh, definitely a, a dynamic thing to follow in the future. All right, Alex, listen, we really appreciate your time, and I know everybody's looking forward to seeing your team this season. It's pretty loaded. I hope to get up there, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, thanks for having me on, guys. Josh, that Vermont Academy team really loaded now with the addition of Simi Shitu. Both you and I have seen him, 6'9", 6'10", looks like a future pro to me, and, you know, there'll be a ton of college coaches going through there. He definitely strikes me as a future pro, you know, and Alex Pop had an interesting, you know, quote there called him you know a queen on a chessboard capable of doing anything so it's going to be interesting to see what the nepsack looks like next winter absolutely all right we're going to move on now to the second quarter and talk a little big strict classic with our good friend bobby bates bobby welcome to the show my man hello adam hey bobby thanks for giving us a few minutes um you know we, we got the game coming up saturday at gaucho's gym it's always a great event 
I guess just first of all, give us a few of the big names coming to this game. I know you have Hamadou Diallo, uh, Gary Trent, and Makai Ashton Langford, some of the headliners. Who else do you want to mention? Uh, definitely, you know, we have Lewis King coming, who's might have had the best summer at anybody in the class of 2018 as far as boosting this stock. You know, we got Big Nazi Reed locally from up there. We got, uh, you know, uh, Quaddy Green, Brandon Randolph, who's really came on in the last 8 to 12 months. Uh, you know, probably one of my favorite kids as a young kid out of Massachusetts, 2019, by the name of Taylon Martin who's got a chance to be the best point guard in the country in that class long-term-wise. And I know you, you've been hyping up on Twitter, Bobby, the uh, Hamadou Diallo-Gary Trent matchup. Will those guys be on different teams, and what are you looking forward to in that matchup? Yeah, they're going to be on different teams. You know, the big thing is, is you know, you got, depending on who you talk to, number one, number two shooting guards in the country there. Uh, you got probably the best pure scorer in high school basketball in Gary where you got in Hamadou the most athletic kid in the country. Uh, so, you know, and then you got Hamadou defending his home territory there in New York City versus a guy like Gary that's coming in out of Minnesota. So, you, you know, sh should be real fun, real fun. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Josh Jackson's scoring record in jeopardy uh, whenever Gary walks into the gym this weekend. And, Bobby, for the people that are unfamiliar with the Big Strick Classic, can you just tell us what it's all about and just when and where the games are? All right. So, uh, you know, six years ago we started in memory of uh, John the Franchise Strickland, who's a local legend there from New York who passed away unexpectedly. So, you know, it was uh, started to keep his namesake and memory alive. And, you know, it uh, it's grew over the years into one of the biggest events in high school basketball, uh, especially on the East Coast, uh, you know, Every year we got numerous guys that come through the event that go on to play in the NBA, so a lot of high-level talent. You know, this year, realistically, we're going to have 25, 26, 27 kids that are ranked top 100 in their respective classes in the event, so a lot of talent. Uh, we'll start everything Friday morning at 10.30 at the Gacho's Gym with our workouts. Uh, we'll go into the, allowing some media after the workouts, afternoon time to have some time with the kids, uh, and interviews, and stuff they might want to do with them. And then Friday night, we're going to go down to uh, Colonel Young Park off of 145th and Lennox, and we're going to have the scrimmages. Last year we had them indictment. This year we're going to switch it up, do it down there at Tri-State, uh, which should bring a lot of people out. Uh, Saturday, we're going to open the doors about 4.30, and uh, the events will kick off at 5. We'll have a three-point contest followed by a dunk contest. Uh, then we'll have, you know, an underclassman regional game, and then we'll have the national game. And, you know, make sure you're there for that dunk contest because there's a kid out of PA coming in by the name of Talik Williams that, uh, you know, is not as known nationally, but uh, probably realistically uh, even more so than Hamadou, probably the most athletic guard in the country. Kid's got about a 44, 45-inch vertical. Got a chance to really be special two, three years down the road in college. Um, you know, obviously every year, you know, you, you and your crew, you guys work very hard to put this thing on, to get all these kids together. What are you most looking forward to once we finally get to Saturday, Bobby? Uh, competition. Yeah, you know, one thing is, uh, you know, in, in high school basketball now, so many of these kids play each other. 
all summer, all spring, all winter. Uh, you know, they see each other at camps and events all year long. So, you know, a lot of it, uh, I see a lot of the kids in today's industry have got into what I call the buddy system to where, hey, they really don't want to compete against each other because they're friends and this, that, and another. You know, I want to take it back to the old days where whenever you walked in between them lines, you competed. Well, that means, you know, if you were on the court for five minutes, you were going to give me everything you got for five minutes. Then you need a break. Come down, sit beside me whenever you're ready to go again. We'll get back out there. But, I, you know, I, I want competition more than anything, and I want kids to play at a high level. You know, every one of these boys, if you ask them, hey, what's your ultimate long-term dream with the game of basketball, every one of them will tell you to play in the NBA. Well, if you want to play in the NBA, I want you to work and play like you want to play in the NBA. You know, too many of these events, these last few weeks, this last month, I've heard of kids, you know, being tired and sitting out. And, you know, you got 50 NBA scouts at an event, and half of the camp is sitting on the sidelines because they don't want to compete. I, I don't get that. Somewhere, some way, somehow, we got to bring that competitive nature back out. All right, Bobby, we're looking forward to the event. It's a great event as always, and uh, we'll be have, having lots of coverage of it on Zag's blog. So we'll talk to you soon, and hopefully people get out to your, see your event this weekend. Sounds great, Adam. Appreciate you all for having me. Josh, part of what makes us such a great team is that uh, we help each other out. This weekend I will be out at the Over 40 USA Ultimate Frisbee Nationals in Denver, Colorado, trying to get my New York team to uh, make a little run. And while I'm doing that, you will be killing it at the Big Strict this weekend. Everything you just said is accurate. I just think it's hilarious that you're going out to under, sorry, over 40 nationals. That's is that what it is? That is correct. Over 40 nationals. Some of us have to work. Some of us don't. I guess I'm the one who has to work this weekend. Yeah, I'm taking my son out there. But uh, it sounds like you're going to have a lot of good players to cover there. Quade Green, uh, you know, Gary Trent, Hamadou Diallo, you know, some of the top uh, players in the class of 2017 for sure. All right, we're going to move on now to the third quarter and talk about another New York event. That's the Entertainers Basketball Classic, which is set for tonight, Wednesday at Rucker Park. So the game will have happened um, by the time, you know, some folks listen to the podcast after Wednesday and we'll have coverage on Zags. But, um, you know, originally they put out a list of a lot of top point guards, including Quade Green, Trevon Duval, Cole Anthony, Isaiah Washington. I'm told not all these guys are going to make it. Wednesday is today is Trevon's birthday. He won't be there. But they still have some good good guards coming in Quade, Tremont Waters, uh, possibly Isaiah Washington. So, you know, that point guard situation in the class of 2017, Josh, as we've discussed before, is very interesting because there's three, four, five guys at the top, and you figure one of them goes to Kentucky, one goes to Duke, and, you know, maybe Providence or somebody gets Tremont Waters. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, this is a tough time of year. It, it's kind of weird because it's the first week of August, and all these kids are coming off July – where they played a ton of AAU, whether it was on the Nike circuit, Under Armour, Adidas. And then some of these guys like Quade Green were with USA Basketball. So there's been a lot going on through July. And some of these guys now are opting for rest being the first week of August. So hopefully tonight, Wednesday, uh, at the EBC game, hopefully there's still you know a bunch of high-level talent that's willing to play tonight. Yeah, they, you know, don't forget they also just had Adidas Nations. And right, the, right. Um, Nike Skills Academy. So, you know, these kids have been going all month, and I know, you know, guys like Trevon Duval must be exhausted. Um, from a local standpoint, at least, you've got a bunch of Jersey kids there. Um, uh, you have Nas Reed, 
uh, Javon Quinterly. Uh, you have Jose Alvarado. Um, I think uh, Lewis King also. Um, can that help the perception of New Jersey that these kids are willing to come into New York and play at this high-level event at this fabled venue like Rucker? Yeah, definitely. Look, you got to have some New York, New Jersey flavor in these in these games in New York. This game, the Big Strick, later this month we'll have the um, Under Armour Elite 24 game. So it's good that I actually think there are three sports you guys, I'm told, coming tonight. Naz Reed, Javon Quinterly, and Lewis King. Um, they're obviously, Josh, as we've discussed, part of that Fab Five playing for, um, you know, Sports U that has offers from Rutgers, Seton Hall, and UConn. So if you are, you know, fans of those college programs or you want to get out and see some young New Jersey guys like Naz Reed and Javon Quinterly and Lewis King, um, you know, I definitely recommend getting out to the Rucker tonight or also to the um, Gaucho's Gym this weekend because, as we just heard, Bobby said a couple of those guys will be there. Um, you know, looking ahead, Josh, as, as I just mentioned, later this month we got the Under Armour Elite 24 game set for August 20th. I believe rosters for that will be announced sometime next week. They usually do that on Twitter. Um, you know, that should be the best of the best, including Trevon Duval, who's um, supposed to cut his list later this month and then take some visits. So it'll be interesting to see that roster as well, and, and you and I will be all over that game, of course, as well. Yeah, I mean, Trevon Duval, I mean, I've said this before. Yes, I find it very intriguing where he's going to go to college, obviously, no matter where it is. I think I'm more interested to see what the high school situation is with him leaving API. Will he come back east? I mean, it's an interesting situation from a few different viewpoints with uh, Trevon Duval, Adam. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, you know, everything I've been told is an Under Armour kid. He's going to go through the process, but I think in the end you expect him to land at an Under Armour school with Maryland and UCLA, the leading two candidates, I'm told. But, look, he's a kid. He wants to go through the process. He'll take some visits. You know, maybe he visits Villanova and some other schools, but the kid's a future pro, and Under Armour obviously has a lot, you know, involved and invested in him. All right, we're going to move on now to the fourth quarter. Josh and I are going to do kind of a little grab bag of different topics. Why don't you get us started, my friend? Why not? Um, so Monday, a uh, new rule from the NCAA. It was passed in June. It went into effect on Monday. College coaching staffs are now allowed to uh, retweet, like, republish social media posts from prospective recruits. This is a new thing. Um, do you have any thoughts on this? I thought, you know, my first instinct here was after I saw how things were unfolding Monday, you see some coaches retweeting verbal commitments, not only in college basketball, but in football. Jim Harbaugh uh, over at, at Michigan really jumped all over this. You know, kids who verbal to play football at Michigan, he was retweeting those kids' verbal commitments. What do you think about this? Well, I think it's really fascinating. And, you know, I thought Gary Parrish, as he always does, you know, did a really nice column on CBSSports.com about this, about how, hey, look, the rest of us have to spend our time on Twitter following what these kids are doing now for our jobs as reporters, and the coaches are going to have to do it now too. Now, it is true that many staffs already have guys like the GA guys or the ops guys who are in charge of this now, monitoring Twitter, making sure their kids don't do anything stupid or say anything stupid or tweet pictures stupid of stupid things. Now the coaches themselves, or at least somebody acting as the coach's Twitter account, is going to have to get involved and you know, it'll be interesting to see. I think certainly if a kid commits to your program, like you mentioned with Harbaugh, you're going to want to retweet that. Now, which schools get more heavily involved in liking and tweeting different posts and which coaches do it? 
is going to be interesting. Do the kids really care? I, I talked to a bunch of assistant coaches on, on tw text last night. Some of them were like, these kids don't care. They don't really pay attention. But I think you and I will probably talk to some kids this week in New York like, hey, are you going to notice if John Calipari or Bill Self or Coach K or Kevin Willard or whoever likes your tweet or retweets something? You know, that's going to be interesting. And then, you know, my question is, are staffs going to actively go out and, you know, are you going to devote an assistant coach position solely to someone who's smart on social media stuff in addition to basketball? I think these are all possible trends to watch out for. Now, let me just add to that. As you know, as a lot of people know, I cover, I cover Monmouth. Now, King Rice is not big on social media. He reads it, but he's not active. One of their other assistants is not active, but two of the other ones are very active on Twitter. Now, if you're not active on social media, I wondered, will staffs feel the need to be more active with these new rules? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have to have at least – you know, at the very least, you're going to have to have an ops guy or a GA guy, you know, a couple of people, certainly for high major and mid-major colleges who are monitoring the Twitter accounts of your targets, your recruiting targets. And, you know, you're going to have to either tell the coach to tweet at him or just go on to the coach's Twitter account and do it. I mean, I've been told of football coaches who, while they're running practice, an ops guy or a GA guy or whatever, whoever is, right. you know, running the, the coach's Twitter account and tweeting at kids. So... That's certainly going to be interesting to watch. Uh, changing topics here of, of some local interest, former Syracuse commit Mustafa Jang, who played his high school ball at Pope John up in Sparta here in New Jersey, uh, committed to Rick Stansberry and Western Kentucky. Uh, he spent one year at Northwest Florida State a Junior College. Uh, he will sit one at Western Kentucky, have three to play beginning in 2017-18. And all of a sudden, when you include Jang, Rick Stansberry and Western Kentucky have this loaded recruiting class that includes Buffalo transfer Lamonte Bearden uh, and 6'11", 2017 center Mitchell Robinson. Uh, is Western Kentucky the next mid-major power on the scene? Well, I have a story up there today uh, detailing all the stuff you just mentioned on zagsblog.com, Josh, and uh, it's certainly pretty interesting. I mean, the Mustafa Jang story is pretty wild. I mean, this is a kid from Senegal who you know, landed at a school in New Jersey, which everybody thought was a little odd to begin with, in Sparta, uh, Pope John. Then he actually goes to Northwest Florida State last year after being ineligible at Syracuse. Then he declared for the NBA draft, which was a little wild. Um, and then there was this weird junior college rule that you couldn't go back to junior college if you declared for the draft, which he didn't know about. So now he goes to Western Kentucky and plays for Rick Stansberry. And I know, you know, they're very excited about this recruiting class and they think it's maybe the best recruiting class in 2017 in the country right now. And, hey, you get a seven-foot center, Mitchell Robinson. You get Lamonte Bearden, you know, a proven college guard who averaged 14 points a game and a 6'9 power forward in Mustafa Jang who does all the dirty work like rebounding and shot blocking and stuff. So that's, you know, it's definitely some exciting things they got going on down there. Um, Josh, another topic we wanted to hit here is our, our man Markel Fultz. Uh, we had a post up the other day on Zag's blog about how he's now projected as the number one pick in the 2017 draft by our man Jonathan Gavoni at Draft Express. He goes out and drops 33 today in Washington's first game in Australia. How excited should the Huskies fans be about that? They should be very excited because they have a stud there. Now, just consider what, just consider what Fultz has done in the last few weeks. He... he he stars for the under-18 national team at FIBA Americas in Chile, is named MVP of that tournament as, as we win gold. 
he goes back to Washington. There were reports that when Washington got together to practice that he was the best player on the floor. Washington goes out to Australia, and he scores 33 in his first game. I mean, you know, we've said this the last few weeks. I mean, there's really not that many excuses left why Washington can't get to the NCAA tournament, and Markel Fultz is going to be a big reason why. Yeah, and oh, by the way, they're getting Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> next year, who was the you know the second leading scorer on the under-18 team, and just uh, you know looks like a pro. So you know you got to be fired up if you're if you're a Washington fan. Uh, more grab bag stuff. Uh, Amari Stoudemire, former Phoenix Sun, former New York Nick, uh, retired as a Nick. He met the media on Monday and confirmed that he will play two years with the Israeli team that he owns out there that you know that he partially owns um thoughts on that i mean just thoughts on amari well i I think we talked about this before on the podcast when amari retired um you know we always liked amari here as reporters he was always good to us you know there's always been this sort of um you know he, he i guess he claims to have jewish heritage and um you know it's funny how like mark berman of the Post reports that reports that about Amari, you know, alleges or claims to have Jewish heritage. But in any case, he, he feels a strong bond to Israel. He's going to uproot his family and take them over there and play professionally over there, which I would think would be a huge get for that Israeli team. I would imagine it would help them get crowds. And I guess there was some talk that he considered some other teams in the NBA, but they weren't playoff teams. So he's going to go over there now and try to win a championship in Israel. And, and hey, good luck to Amari. He's a good guy, and we wish him the best. Uh, last thing, Josh, obviously, as you mentioned in the open, the Olympics start on Friday. My wife and daughter are actually going to Rio on Friday for 10 days. They're going to see a bunch of events, including uh, basketball. Team USA is playing down there. They're obviously the favorite to win the gold medal. Carmelo and the boys from the Knicks. Is there any reason to think uh, this team is not going to win gold? Uh, oh, to win gold? No. But I am waiting for the first time where they really might get challenged. You know, they played, excuse me, they played five exhibition games before going to Rio. Didn't really have a tough time. Uh, they opened with China on Saturday. They will play uh, Australia and Venezuela. And then on August 12th, which is a week from Friday, they play Serbia. Serbia is one of the top teams in the world outside of the United States. So maybe Serbia on August 12th maybe could give the United States a run. But when it's all said and done, despite the, despite the Americans not having the full A squad there with LeBron and Chris Paul and all these guys, they are still, you know, prohibitive heavy favorites to win gold. Yeah, it should be fun to watch. And, you know, I would imagine the Warriors fans are going to be fired up to watch Kevin Durant and uh, the other players they have on that team. All right, we're done for the day. Remember to check out zagsblog.com for all your recruiting news throughout the summer and more coverage of Team USA basketball. We'll also have a lot of stuff on the big strict this weekend. Josh will be killing it over there. Remember to check out all of SNY.TV's original podcasts. Just subscribe to the SNY.TV audio network on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That's the SNY.TV audio network, and please make sure to rate and review the channel. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam Zagoria and at Joshua underscore Newman. Thanks for listening and subscribing. We are out. This has been the Four Quarters Podcast, part of the SNY.TV Audio Network.